We're just going to test really quick. And I just, okay, and I we're testing. To, to rage again. <laughs> another another week of rage. Another rage week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you need a shot? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> TBD. TBD. I don't know. <laughs> Oh boy, you need a mm. shotgun. Sure do. <laughs> sure. Flippity do. Oh boy. Uh, welcome <laughs> to Conversations in Comfy, Comfy Pants. Pants. I'm Clara. <laughs> and I'm Alex. She's grumpy. I'm a grump. <laughs> How you doing, Alex? I'm a grump. You're a grump. I'm a That's grump. okay. I don't want to say why, but I'm no, a grump. No, you don't have to. Because I just <laughs> told you. I already know. <laughs> all about it before we started. Uh, yeah, well. I am a grump. That's fine. I'm a grump. Borderline rage or? Bored. Just, we're getting there. We're full we're on. Very close. We're on the fence. Okay. We are like teeter-tottering. <laughs> it is a teeter and a totter. She's tottering. I'm teetin'. Oh, great. That's so sorry. <laughs> something I, I've never heard before. I, I take that back. <laughs> I apologize to a community of people. Sorry to <laughs> anyone out there who's offended uh, by my language. Um. Well. Hi. Hi. It's April. Congratulations. It's April. We did it. We made it it's to another It's officially month. spring. It's a gorgeous spring, spring day. I love spring. It's beautiful. It makes me so happy. It stays light. So yeah. like, I see blue sky. No, Penny's basking in the sun in she her hammock. She's really loving it. Oh, she saw a bird. Oh, there's oh. birds. Uh oh. Oh yeah, there is. Spring oh, birds. The birds are back. The little chirpy birds. Yeah. My Penny's tulips are blooming. It's beautiful. Your little garden is quite lovely. I know. It's all <laughs> thanks to my mom. <laughs> it's quite quite lovely. I enjoy I enjoy looking at it. Um, she does it all. She does all the work. Oh, well, there you go. That works. <laughs> yeah, for me. You benefit. <laughs> it works beautifully for me. Uh, well, we can just slide right on in because slide I have... <laughs> let me just show you. Oh, girl. You got paragraphs. I got some serious notes out Okay. Today. Hit me with it. So, mm-hmm. the very first note on my note app... Is another food question. Okay, great. You know I love my food questions. <laughs> we, we Pop tarts, ravioli, you know cereal they soup. Fill me with anger. They <laughs> fill you with joy. Yes, joy. That's and what I meant. Love that I asked them because who else is going to ask these well, no, questions? Well, no, and I, I need to be asked. You need to be asked. Somebody's so, got to know my answer. Is a brownie okay? A casserole. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. I feel like they're mixed together too much. But you mix together anything that goes into a casserole. But they don't turn into one solid. You got the noodles. You got the broccoli. You got the... I can't think of anything else. The the tater tot on top. Soup or whatever. The cream of whoever. Cream of mushroom, usually. Cream of mushroom, thank you. And the green beans. (laughs) And the tater tot. And the tater tot on top. Yeah. So yeah, it is a brownie. A casserole. I think this is the closest, like, food thing that is, like, a maybe. Huh. I don't know. What about, what's the difference between a brownie and a cookie other than that it's in a pan? 
I think they're like made with diff. They're made differently. Hmm. Because I think a brownie has oil in it. Or at least the brownies that I make out of a box. Yeah, I know. Um, I was going to say. <laughs> different things you say. They both come out of a box for me. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't make cookies out of a box. Uh, I have. I chop them from Ooh, a my, tube. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorite. And then um, I don't bake them. I no. put them directly in my pie hole. Why would my you cookie do that? hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cookies and pies all go the same place. Yep. Um, no, I actually... Cookies are from a tube. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. So, cookies are from a tube, or I cookies. I make them um, from, from scratch. <laughs> I do. I always have in my pantry. I will always have the ingredients oh, to make smart. chocolate chip cookies at See, any time. Cookies, if they were in a pan, I could almost get on board with that being a casserole. That's a pizuki, baby. A pizuki, because it's got chocolate chips that are separate. But you can put chocolate chips in a brownie. You could, and then it would be a casserole. And a blondie has chips of some sort sure. inside. Like, I believe it is butterscotch. So I, <laughs> or the <laughs> vanilla ones. Ooh. Are they vanilla? They're white chocolate chips. They're white chocolate, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, girl, those are good. I don't like white chocolate <gasps> Well. Or macadamia nuts, maybe? No. No. Well, you can put them in there. You, you don't like put- a blondie, then. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Okay, so listen. I think if there's chocolate chips, it's casserole. Because I need two distinct ingredients. Two different textures. Textures. I'm I'm, I'm hearing texture. Like a noodle and a broccoli. Two separate. But what if you put icing on top? You don't put icing on brownies, you sociopath. Yes, you do. (laughs) I do. That's a cake. That's no. a chocolate sheet cake. No, it's not. <laughs> it is a brownie with icing on top. Like chocolate icing? Yeah. What are you talking about? It comes in the box. There's a packet of icing that comes in the box. Brownies. Like, what? Yeah. I need to make brownies more. Mm-hmm. I mean, casseroles. <laughs> I'm a cook. See? It sounds better when you say, I, I, need, a- to, I need to go home and make a casserole <laughs> compared to, I need to go home and make a brownie. I had an entire casserole for dinner. <laughs> See? Okay, sure. I'm just saying, for me, I need a chocolate chip or a something, a nut, a nut. Sure. Um, I need something. Maybe an Oreo does. cookie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I need a solid included. I think we're gonna say half. Yes. Depends. It, it's depends it's on the brownie. Closer than cereal being soup. Sure. It's a bisque. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you have one or do you want me to go to the No, I do. Okay, yeah. Okay, so. I love um, how we just like hopped right into it. We're like, we got stuff to discuss. We have things to talk about. My story's really long too, so. Mine is fine because you're (laughs) going to be here for a week, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Donald Trump. I heard of him. I heard of him. Unfortunately. First, I saw that there was like eight hours missing time missing on his like yeah. phone logs or whatever on uh-huh. January 6th and then like yeah that makes sense like <laughs> he was up to something shady mm-hmm. and then I see a few articles later that um he had released a statement and Ooh. so I was like this is gonna be good and it said quote many people are asking so I'll give it to you now it's 100% true which means it's not yeah you have to say that and then he goes on to say while playing golf with blah 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 for 
quote unquote legendary golfer, golfers, I made a hole in one. <laughs> First of all, that's not what everyone's asking about. No Dawn. one's asking. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody believes you. Yeah. First of all, and second of all, we want to know about that seven hours. That where did that go? And then I think he also like said something where he's like, I don't know what a burner phone is. <laughs> Like, somebody asked him about, like, a burner phone. He goes, I don't know what a burner phone is. Okay. Well, then I believe. Sure, 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 sure. He probably calls it, like, a poor person device or something. Hand me that paperweight (laughs) that I speak into. (laughs) To order. Uh, people storm the Capitol. Anyways, I yeah. just think he's dumb. He's dumb. Um, <laughs> I thought that was funny. That is a stance. Uh, okay, I don't know how much you want to get into this because... Oh, deeply. It's been know. very, very, like, talked about to ad nauseum. Oh, oh, I know where we're going with You know this. where we're going yeah. with this. Yeah, okay. Uh, I have it on here as Big Willie slapping. <laughs> Big Willie does slap. Big Willie does slap, uh, literally. For the gen, like as the Gen Zs, and also the literal. He literally slaps. Uh, if you have been living under a rock, <laughs> uh, Will Smith uh, straight up smacked Chris Rock after he In made a joke face. about uh, Jada. Which uh, Will Smith laughed about in the beginning. Yeah. But then the camera cut away and apparently it wasn't very funny. And Jada gave him eyes, probably. Yeah. Well, and then I like heard something today, like I read something uh-huh. today, as that from another angle, like they had another camera angle. Uh huh. Jada was laughing when oh, boy. when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> I'm like Wrong to either she's got a delayed reaction. Yeah. What? <laughs> or like the joke registered that I was like, okay, that is funny. Huh. But I don't, yeah, I don't know how much we want to get into it because a lot of people have opinions. I've read a lot of opinions. Huh. Yeah. I mean, is there opinions that are like, yeah, slap Chris Rock in the face? Yeah. Why though? There are people that are like, Will Smith was right. No, he wasn't. Violence There's a lot is of people never correct. that are saying Chris Rock didn't do anything will smith is wrong and then there's the people like me (laughs) (laughs) who are like was it not a good joke yeah it wasn't it wasn't wasn't funny but they never are and they're always making fun of people in the room it wasn't funny it wasn't a good joke it was like okay yeah sure huh sure i didn't laugh um (laughs) but will smith shouldn't have slapped him no that's completely insane completely like and then no. apparently the academy asked him to leave, uh-huh. and he refused. Mm. It's like uh, I don't think if you assault somebody, you yeah. really have a choice. Like you should, yeah. He should be getting pulled out. Yeah, he should have, you know, been removed from the ceremony. Yeah. Uh, but he is currently under uh, investigation from the academy. Okay. Um, they have decided to go forward with uh, potential sanctions <laughs> okay. against Mr. Smith, which could be his um, oligarchs or his oligarchs. His spleen. boats are his boats are in trouble. Um, suspension from the academy. The academy is not going to exist uh, after this year. Expulsion from the academy. <clears throat> same. Um, same as before. Or. He could get his Oscar taken away. 
I think that's fine. I think that's... And, like, from what I was reading, because I read the Academy statement about it, and it really, like, sounded like they might be going in the direction of... um, Taking away... Of being, like, super, like, hard on him, because it was... They, because they said it was tra- it was it was a traumatic incident. Yeah. for everyone involved. Literally, everyone in the world has been talking about yeah. it for a week. <laughs> it's, it was traumatic to watch. It was like traumatic. Apparently, if like, you were there. I was um, sad because I loved Will Smith so much, and now I'm like, you're just gonna hit somebody in the face. Yeah. And he's like good friends with Jay Shetty, who's like, do you know who that is? No. He's like this amazing. He's he used to be a monk, and now mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know. He's has his own podcast too. Yeah. Um, and I follow him on Instagram and he's just like supposed to be like this enlightened figure. Mm-hmm. Will Smith because like he spends so much time with Jay Shetty. Mm-hmm. And now it's like really you're gonna just go hit somebody in the face because he made a bad joke that probably he didn't even write. Like they have writers. Yeah. You know like I've, I don't know. And it was like it was just sad for me to it see because I love him so much. I know we we loved Will Smith. I'm saying loved because right now I don't know how I feel about no him. Offense. Um, he I doubt he will ever recover from this mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. You can't physically hit someone in front of the world. <laughs> yeah, in front of everybody, and everybody yeah. has seen it. Yeah, everybody. There uh-huh. is not a single person out there who has not seen it. No. Um, and it was just. Yeah, because they, and then they, the Academy apologized to Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. They said that they, you know, it was reprehensible what happened, mm-hmm. but they admired his resilience. Because yeah. he went he on with the show. He did make it come back. Like, he didn't, like, mm-hmm. he didn't let it get to him. He didn't fight back. He did nothing. He just, like, moved on. Mm-hmm. Which shows that he, I mean, that shows Chris Rock in a very positive yeah, light. Really like, that he just... Was like, and he just took it like arms yeah, down. Like this happened. Yeah. Like Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> Do I have a Will Smith hand and then, on my face? And then he just moved on to the award. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what he did, and yeah. it was you know classy. It was very classy. And I heard, I read today that Wanda Sykes, she's on Ellen like every other week, but yeah, she yeah, was yeah. on Ellen, and she said that. Right after the show, Chris Rock came up and was like, and apologized to her for like, like, I'm really sorry that that happened because now like you guys are doing a really good job, you know, and now all they're going to be talking about is being slapped in the face. Like he apologized to her and she was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, yeah. And then his speech when he won, when he won, because he he won, surprise, um, He was crying mm-hmm. and was like, basically the speech sounded like he was defending what he did. Yeah. He was like, I'm a protector. I protect my family. I'm all about love. And it's like, no, you're not. It's okay to protect them physically if someone's attacking you physically. Yeah. If someone's like, yeah, it's just ridiculous. So if we didn't have a like celebrity gets canceled X off on I know, bingo for card, real. I was thinking that actually. Um, <laughs> This is it, because yeah. Will Smith is, I think he's dead. We did. He got more canceled than... Um, than Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> Kanye's always been a nut. Yeah. That's the problem, is Will Smith used to be nice. He did? I thought he was, at least. Yeah. But, 
But he got in one little fight. And not even a fight. He was the aggressor. He's he's moving in with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air. <laughs> That's right. Now, now he lives in Bel Air. Now he lives in Bel Air. Yep, 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 yep. Well, we so, got pretty far into it. It turns out we did. Um, but now I have funny news. Okay. Okay. I have one funny and then one not so funny. Okay. Great. Where do you want to go? Uh, let's do not funny first. Okay. Uh, Frederick Newhall Woods. Okay. He's seventy. Uh-oh. Uh, he was just found suitable for parole. Uh oh. Uh, what did he do, you ask? I do. Um, back in 1976, uh, him and two accomplices, brothers Richard and James Schoenfeld, kidnapped a bus full of school children and buried them in the ground. I've heard about this. Yeah. There's an incredible, I think it's in maybe an I Survive, but Karen Kilgariff does it. And yeah. buried them alive yeah. in a bunker. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Like, but the ki- the kids were able to like yeah dig they all themselves- lived they all dug themselves out yeah. and lived and like um, one teacher oh no the bus driver the bus driver yeah um but he yeah he was uh, he was uh, found suitable for parole so Uh-oh. he is going to be out on parole so there's a lot of people that are not sleeping yes <laughs> he's getting out and his uh, accomplices are currently out. They were out in 2012 and 2015. Hmm. He's the last that one. That is, to be fair, I feel like for kidnapping, sometimes people only get like five years. Yeah. So it was a good long time. Not long enough. No. Not long enough. But like these kids were five to oh, 14. Baby. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh. yeah, he's suitable for parole. So that's great. Um, yeah, good. Okay. okay. Now to the good story. We'll end I on a good, right. and then we'll move the right forward. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk no, about? Uh-uh. Okay. Um, so in 2005 in Kansas. Okay. 2005. I'm there. A set of zookeepers forgot to clip the wings <laughs> of a flamingo. Okay. Uh, flamingo number 492. 492. Yeah. Or uh, as he is now known as Pink Floyd. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to call him Floyd. Floyd. Um, he made a run for it. Yeah, he, he flew away. He, fly for he, it. Fl- he flew away with his buddy Flamingo three forty seven. Pink, uh, uh, just the, the singer known as Pink. Just the singer known as Pink. Pink and Pink Floyd. Um, Pink and Pink Floyd. Uh, the zoo was unable to retrieve the birds before they flew away. Yeah, because people can't fly. Uh, three forty seven, three seventy four headed north. Floyd headed south. Oh, they split up. They split up. Smart. Uh, 374 picked the wrong direction oh, because no. he has never been seen from again. <gasps> or maybe he picked the right direction. Um, Pink Floyd, however. <laughs> on March 10th, uh-huh. uh, this guy named David set out for a fishing trip David. in Texas. Okay. Um, and he could not believe his eyes because there it was, a tall, elegant bird standing on one leg, <laughs> as flamingos do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Floyd... Is in Texas. Floyd's in Texas. So am I correct to assume pink flamingos are not typically in Texas? No. Okay, great. Um, It's estimated that he's about 20 years old. (gasps) He's so old. So, but flamingos live till they're 40. Wow. So he's like halfway there. But like, it's showing that, like, flamingos. (laughs) He's over the hill. He's over the hill. Um, (laughs) But like, they didn't think that he would survive. In the in wild, the wild well, because see. we do not have the appropriate flamingo climate, apparently. Oh, sure. Um, but Texas, 
apparently really good for flamingos. So the zoo was in Texas? No, the zoo was in Kansas. In Kansas. Yeah, you've got to get out of Kansas. So he flew all the way to Texas. <laughs> well, God bless him. And the heartwarming part of the story, well, kind of, because it doesn't end well. Um <laughs> Is he more than halfway there? No, he met a longtime companion. Oh, he met a friend. A where? Ca- a Caribbean flamingo. Oh, a different kind of different flamingo. Different kind of flamingo. But because, they, but because they were both of the flamingo family, sure. they were like, hey, you're like me. <gasps> Best friends. Best friends. Oh, cute. So, but they haven't been seen together since 2013. So nobody knows what happened to the other flamingo. But anyway, oh. um, <laughs> so wait, what happened to Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd's still around and kicking in Texas. But he's a free bird. He's a free bird, baby. <laughs> he's a Leonard Skinner. No, we we cannot. <laughs> they cannot capture him. They cannot. He get can't him. be tamed. He can fly. A la my, Miley Cyrus. Can't be tamed. <laughs> so many songs. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's Floyd. I saw that and oh, I was like, oh, oh so cute. cute. Floyd, come bless ya. Floyd. So yeah, there is a flamingo in Texas. His name is Floyd. A wild um, flamingo. Yeah, and he's just hanging out in Texas. But he's living so what, his best flamingo life. His friend is not there anymore. His friend is missing. They oh. haven't been seen together. It's not that, like, they just don't know where the other flamingo went. Well, <laughs> tornado. He's an Oz. Yeah. So, that's Floyd the flamingo. Cute. Oh, yeah, flamingos are cute. Uh, in They're picture. weird looking. In, picture, in, like, cartoon. Oh, yeah. Or, like, a print. They're super cute. I don't like birds. You know that. You don't in like birds, life, no. In real life, I don't like birds. No. I feel like they would peck your eyes out. <laughs> right? I feel I feel Like, I don't. geese are really mean, and they're similar to geese, but bigger. Yeah, I don't trust anything longer. that can, like, voluntarily stand on one leg for so long. Sleep. Yeah, on one leg. I read why they do it, but now I can't remember. Although I will say, it is, I've seen a video of like a baby flamingo oh, learning, practicing. practicing how to stand on one foot, and it is the cutest thing on the that planet because he's like a little little mm. tippy. Oh, so cute. That's that's cute flamingo. Okay. All right, on to today's big topic of the day. So which... <laughs> I can't decide if this is the most passive aggressive episode of all time. Probably. Or if it's Ooh, straight I'm up a, aggressive. I'm in a good mood for that today. <laughs> maybe it's straight up aggressive, or maybe we're just the best people and we're educating each other in a Not kind of way. We're aggressive. We're pa- just straight aggressive. <laughs> straight just up straight aggressive. Straight aggressiveness. Okay, great. Because we've both been very passionate about. <laughs> okay, so. About this. We are. Passionately on the verge of rudely correcting each other. <laughs> because remember last week when Alex didn't believe that girly chew was a real person? What, two weeks ago? It was both. <laughs> <laughs> and eons ago when, which by the way, you would have never known except I humbly came and apologized that Nicholas Flamel is a real person. I was, I had a feeling he was a real person. <laughs> But we need to rewind. You, the tapes. you, you're the Harry Potter expert. So he you, is a Harry Potter. So when you were very adamant that he is a Harry Potter, he character, is, and that is the end of the story. That is true. It is not. <laughs> it is true, but it's not the end of the story. Exactly. There's more to the story. I so blame J.K. Rowling. We are educating each other on people that <laughs> the other the people that the other thought did not exist. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, mine's long. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? I just did a lot of talking. Um, okay, I'll go. Do you want to go? Sure. 
Girly Chew. Girly Chew. Real person. Highly doubt it. Uh, <laughs> she's still never going to believe me. Uh, she's like, but the problem is, too, you're not going to fact check. No. The other thing I was thinking was really funny is I said Girly Chew and Squeaky From. And you didn't have a problem with the name Squeaky From. Because I knew Squeaky, I knew squeaky okay. From was okay. a real person. <clears throat> okay, okay. Okay. So I remember, I mean, I... Once I started researching this again, I was like, oh, that's probably why she doesn't know about it is because it's completely insane. And it sounds like I'm making it up, but come with me on this journey. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So. Me get I got, my straight jacket on. <laughs> yeah. Just wait. I got most of this from last podcast on the left mm-hmm. uh, podcast, obviously, which is basically where I get all my facts and opinions. So. Yeah. Uh, I stole it from them. Shout out, last podcast on the left. Yes. Oh my gosh, they're my favorite. Sponsor us if you sponsor other podcasts. (laughs) Uh, They'll probably be mad at me for stealing from them so much. Borrow. (laughs) Hey, listen, I, uh, I, you summarized a book, and I'm summarizing your summary. There you go. Okay, great. All right, so I'm talking about the murder of Girly Chew. (laughs) But first, let's talk about the main perpetrator, Diazen. Okay, that's also not another person. That's also not a person. Okay, listen. Where are we? <laughs> listen. Diazon. Diaz. It's, it's very hard. It's spelt. There's a lot of vowels. Diazon is what I'm sticking with. Hassenkoft is a 10,000-year-old alien working as the last line of defense. <laughs> working against the reptilians. No. No, no. No, no. <laughs> No, 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 Clara, you are making this whole thing up. I told you to come with me on this journey. I I am hesitating. I tried to warn you. It was going to sound like I was taking it. Okay. Did you hear the words that came out of your mouth? I wrote them down. But did you hear them? Be spoken. Is a 10,000 year old alien working as the last line of defense working against the reptilians? I stand by. Okay. Okay. On On paper, though, for people who couldn't know the truth, Diazan Hasenkoff, who was born Armand Chavez. Okay, that's a real person. Was born in Houston in 1965 into a charismatic family who could low-key take advantage of whoever they uh, wanted just by, like, sweet-talking them. You know the type. Yeah, I do. Um, I think I dated one of them. (laughs) I certainly did. (laughs) At least one. Uh, He and his family soon moved to Arizona. Great place for sociopaths. You know, (laughs) high on my list. (laughs) so they moved to Arizona, and in high school, he got his bell rung real good. No, oh, jeez. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how, but apparently after... Ding dong, baby. After the head injury, he changed from, like, a normal high schooler uh, to a complete full-blown sociopath. Uh, he was already the- charismatic, right? But mm-hmm. now he's, like, also a sociopath. Um, he did get his bachelor's in science, studying chemistry uh, from somewhere. I'm not sure. But then when he applied to medical school... No one wanted him. Oh. And it just, like, completely enraged him. Um, and just a side note, this guy, he's super tiny, mm-hmm. and he has the highest pitched voice you've ever heard in, like, a male over 14. 
okay. It's like weirdly high pitched. Okay. Um, so him, you know, being enraged isn't super intimidating, which probably made him more mad. Hey, you so, Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So Diazen, he took uh, not being accepted into med school into his own hands. Um, his first wife said that he, she found him in the bathtub on more than one occasion drawing his own blood. So if he couldn't prove his brilliance via medical school, he'd just do it himself. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. That's blood. Yeah, that's coming out of my arm. <laughs> Around this time in 1988, he started working for a wealthy woman. Her name was Polly Young. Uh, just this kind of like a household helper. I think she was kind of older. He mm-hmm. was mostly in charge of like cooking for her and helping balance her book, her checkbook. Um, and one day, Dyson, he was trying to get Paula to be, like, really impressed with his squash that he cooked. He was like, oh, hey. you should really dig into that squash. Like, you should have more squash. Like, mm. why am I not mm-hmm. having it anyway? Don't worry about it. I want some squash. I want you to enjoy it. I mean, never going to turn down a delicata. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the squash was laced with arsenic. Oh, maybe turn down that one. (laughs) So Paula got the diarrhea and the vomits, but she didn't die. Oh. But she also didn't really tell anyone and didn't, like, get him in trouble for it at all. Didn't, like, press charges. (laughs) Bad squash. (laughs) I know. She's like, well, that'll happen. Uh, Turns out I'm allergic to squash. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she definitely knew what was going on, Uh, but... She, I think she did fire him. So oh, he left the job and also his first wife and kid. Um, well, because the wife thought that he was going to medical school when really he was feeding this old woman poison squash. So <clears throat> anyways, now he's on his own. Okay. Uh, Diazen, he told people that his wife and child died in a terrible car crash. Oh, geez. Um, they did not. No, they're alive and well. Um, but he also, like, he, he would tell people that, but then he, like, wasn't really acting sad or upset mm. in any way shape or form and it was like sus mm. okay <laughs> like, you said this just happened but you're like you're fine so he takes a few more classes uh not in medical school just i don't know what he's doing mm. and one of his professors is like immediately realizes he's a compulsive liar and so dies in, he doesn't last long at that school and he leaves but first he steals some supplies like some Bunsen burners and tubes, tubes, I don't know. Uh, and a beaker. A beaker. And he convinces some of his classmates to give him blood samples. Like, before he goes. Hey, dude, can I get some of your blood? Hey, before I go. Hey, before I go. Um, <laughs> but that's how charismatic he is. Or maybe he was like, this is for... Research? Know, research a class I'm taking or something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But... Um, not long after this, he starts telling people, he's like, well, I'll just skip med school and just tell people I'm a geneticist. Um, and also I figured out the cure for cancer and also figured out how to reverse aging. Amazing. <clears throat> and then he got a Nobel Prize. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, he's a compulsive liar and he's swindling people out of money because he's a giant con man. Mm-hmm. Um, but a tiny one. Uh, with a with a high pitched voice, <laughs> it, but he had, did have great hair. In one okay. case, this woman, uh, this woman, she had breast cancer, and he convinced her that he could cure her if basically he would like just take out her blood in an injection and like I don't know, shake it around and, <laughs> and then put it back in her. <laughs> uh, and he was like, "It's happening. You're getting cured." Eventually, her son though he was like, "Hey, let's go to a real doctor." 
Um, and the real doctor was like, yeah, you should have come to us much sooner. You have six months to live. Um, and she died because she trusted Dr. Diazan. Mm. Um, and she didn't get real treatment when she needed it. Uh, and also, he just duped her out of $500,000. And also her life. But Yeah, I mean, but... Yeah. So, that's what's happening. Okay, so now we meet Girlie Chu. She was born on August 27th, 1963 in Malaysia. When she was 29, she went on a vacation to the United States. And when um, <clears throat> she was visiting SeaWorld... She met Diazan Hassenkoff. Oh. <clears throat> but she was just visiting, so she went back home, um, and the two began exchanging letters Yo. to each other. In the the letters, romance blossoms. Yeah. In the letters, Diazan told her about his life, how he had degrees from the University of Tokyo and Cornell. Uh, he formerly worked as a CIA scientist, but mm. now he was a thoracic surgeon, and he specialized in genetic research. Mm. Uh, and he literally sent his resume to her, uh, which was completely insane and made up and just full of spelling errors. Well, you know. <laughs> and she was like, great, I'm in. Maybe that's why his name has so many vowels. You <laughs> just couldn't spell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He spelled dog wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He eventually invited her to come live with him in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is where he was. So in 1992, she moved on over to the States, and less than two weeks later, the two got married. Oh, mazel. Mazel. Gurley got a job as a bank teller at the Bank of New Mexico, and uh, a couple of years went by, maybe, with the two being, like, kind of seemingly happy. The only thing, and this is a red flag, just for everyone who's Mm -hmm. listening, the only thing that was weird was Dyson had a forbidden room that she was not allowed to go into. The only thing that was weird? <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. Covered in red flags. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. That's not the only thing that no. was weird about this whole thing. Yeah. 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 So, okay. If, yep. any, if there's a room in your house you're not allowed in. Yeah leave run. yeah run don't walk if they say don't go in here and it's that's locked. the first place i want to go oh for sure i want to be in there i want to know what's like, in there okay honey sure i won't go in there and then i'll freaking go in there yeah. <laughs> okay so um girly she had a bff at the bank called ernie johnson who ernie. was this older lady and the two would talk every night before going to bed. Aww. And Ernie would just check on her to make sure that girlie was doing okay because, you know, she's new to town, mm. new to country, even <laughs> married to an alien. Um, she didn't, girlie didn't know that, though. Um, Dyson at first told girlie that he was going to medical school um, and then, like, during the day. Mm. And then the lie transformed in that he was being called from out of town to perform these surgeries. Like, he's he has to get helicoptered in. He's the only one that can do these amazing surgeries and save women and children and whoever. Save everybody. <clears throat> yeah. And so uh, this would take him out of town sometimes for three days or, you know, a week sometimes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what he was really doing was scamming women out of money uh, via his cancer and or anti-slash-reverse aging. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And he was also just sleeping with other women. Well, too. you know. You know, God. Kind of comes with the territory. Um, okay, so remember how Dyson, he just left his first kid with the mom mm-hmm. after he poisoned that old woman? Mm-hmm. Well, for some reason, he like super duper wanted a kid with Gurley. Um, but sadly, Gurley was not able to have children. Mm-hmm. So in 1996, Dyson, he comes home one day and he has a random baby human child. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Who he calls Dimitri. Dimitri. Um, Dyson told Gurley that Dimitri was a Mexican orphan and they had just adopted him. Even though he was clearly an Asian child. <laughs> I mean, there could be Asian children in Mexico. Though, I mean, maybe. yeah, that's that's a possibility, but you know. Uh, but let's be honest, this kid is not from Mexico. So, um, he... Okay, he's trash, right? You're trash. Let's establish. Mm-hmm. So he believes that the Germans and the Japanese were the world's master race. Anytime we get master race involved, it's a bad. Yeah. It's going to be a problem. It's not going to end well for somebody. Um, which is why he went by Diazen, which is a Japanese name apparently. Mm. And then Hassenkoft is German. It's so German. Diazen Hassenkoft. Okay, so with that in mind, he went up to Canada and he found a Japanese woman. Mm-hmm. He conned her into having his human baby child. Mm -hmm. And then once the baby was born, he convinced her that the baby was suffering from a rare genetic disease that Diazin was the only one who could keep the baby alive. For some reason. Okay. Uh, So she brought the baby to Mexico, handed the baby over to Diazin, and he took him back up to New Mexico and told Gurley that this is our baby now. Hey, look, it's a baby. And she's like, um... Okay. <laughs> what? Is this how it happens here? Um, <clears throat> it was around this time that he started doing a bunch of morphine. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he, he was telling everyone that he had leukemia. Mm. Sure. Uh, the blood doctor has the blood cancer. Of course. Got to. Got to. Um, and so he would like sleep with nurses and basically manipulate them into giving him some. For the cancer. For the cancer. No, he was just addicted to it. He didn't have cancer. Um, Okay, so then he, rather than having all these side pieces out of town, he gets a local girlfriend Mm -hmm. um, that he met at Supercuts. Hey! And her name is Kimberly. Everyone's got to get their hair cut. Sure. Um, And so, girly kind of gets like... She kind of figures it out mm-hmm. that he's like sleeping with Kimberly. So she goes to the supercuts one day and she talks to Kimberly and she's like, um, like, I'm sorry, but Dyson, he's like super married to me. Yeah. And like, we have this Mexican baby that's Asian somehow. And he like, <laughs> that he I know this all sounds weird, but here we go. Like, <laughs> um, and she was like, please don't tell Dyson though, because that I was here, like, like, Please, like she yeah. was like he if he finds out like he he'll kill me. Ooh. Um, and so, she, anyways, he was already abusing girly. Um, mm-hmm. and around this time it was really increasing. Mm-hmm. He was physically abusive and verbally abusing her. Um, and girly was kind of realizing that she was in in danger at this point. Mm. So. Kimberly, you in danger, girl. You in danger, girl. So Kimberly, she confronted Dyson and. She was like, so, like, are you married? And he's like, no. <laughs> she's Do you like, have an Asian Mexican baby? <laughs> no. Yeah. She's like, uh, but, 
Are you sure? Did you follow and eventually he um, comes clean. But he's like, how'd you know? And Kimberly, she didn't give up girly. She was just like, oh, like my fr- friend told me or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, but Dyson, he figured it out. So mm. he went home and drugged girly around the house by her hair, <laughs> punched her in the face a bunch of times and pulled a dresser down on her. <laughs> um, and the cops were called and they came and they actually arrested him. But oh, okay. Girlie dropped the charges and didn't leave, Mm. um, unfortunately. Mm. It's hard. It's really dangerous and very scary to leave someone like that. So Yes. Um, Dyson now is conning a 50-year-old woman named Julie McGuire. He told her that he had a bachelor's degree in biochemistry from Tokyo University, a master's in, I don't know, something made up from Stanford, and a master's in genetic engineering from San Francisco University, and of course, a PhD from Cornell. Of course. Um, he spoke <laughs> He spoke to her with a slight Japanese accent. No. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did. Oh, boy. He did. Um, he told her that he had a private lab where they built chromosomes. Which I wasn't aware that was something a person could do. Um, He told her, like, uh, the spiel that him and his lab had discovered a way to manipulate cells in Mm -hmm. order to stop the aging process. Okay. Okay. So, um, he discovered a way to manipulate cells in order to stop the aging process. So, he also at one point brought Dimitri, his son, Mm -hmm. um, that he kind of stole, right? And he said that he... Story is weird. Um, he said he told what was her name? I forget. The Julie? woman, Julie. Thank you. Good job. Um, he told Julie that Dimitri was one of twelve boys engineered by the NSA. Dimitri kept saying the word the word girly over and over again, and so Dyson said that um, that was the name of the secret project that had created Dimitri. That's her name. A project named Girly to create 12 bullies. <laughs> Just saying. It's either brilliant or so stupid. They'll never guess what we're doing. <sighs> and then he starts going into how there's evil aliens on the dark side of the moon. And they were the ones that blew up the Challenger. Mm-hmm. You know, the one with the teacher. Because the mm-hmm. real purpose of the Challenger was to meet with the good aliens who were trying to save humanity. And he knew this because he was half alien. That's where the aliens We got there. He said he had a clearance level 22 there at the NSA. Which again, if someone is telling you top secret information, it's not top secret information. (laughs) And if they're telling you what their clearance level is. Yeah. They probably don't have it. But anyways, Julie was like, no, totally. Like, I've had an alien encounter as well. It seems legit. Mm -hmm. And also this one, I guess, if you're half alien. So, um, whatever. He's conning her with his youth serum or whatever. And basically just, you know, taking her blood out and putting it back in. Mm -hmm. And taking all of her money also. Of course. Got to. Have to. So, Girlie gets a call from a woman saying uh, that Dyson had conned her and taken her and her kid's passport away for some reason. I think it was just like a control thing. Like, if they want to stop talking to me, like, they can't stop talking to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have their stuff. Yeah. Um, And so, Girlie, she's like, okay, I'm being completely abused. I'm being cheated on. And Mm -hmm. now whatever this is, like... And so she decides to go um, into the secret room. Ah, 
She did she, it. She did it. She finds all these emails to women that he was scamming. Um, he find, She finds a restraining order. She what? finds his four social security numbers. Four? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, Seems excessive. <laughs> you're supposed to have only one. You just get one. And so it was just all this incriminating evidence. And so she leaves. And she got her own restraining order. Go girl. Get it girly. Get it girly. Girly chick. <laughs> Get it girl girly. Get it girly. Um, okay. And about four months later, he meets very gullible fashion designer, cat lady, Linda Henning. Linda Henning. What more could Dyson want? Gullible? Hot. Cat lady. Cat lady. She was like a lingerie oh, hey. uh, fashion designer because she used to model it. So it's like she's a dime. Mm-hmm. She believes in anything I say. And she's a cat. And cats are fine. Um, <laughs> so the more good news is that Linda, uh, she was super skeptical of anything ordinary, mm. but immediately believed anything outlandish. So like That's cough, so... cough, like anyone in QAnon. <laughs> Seems like it should be the opposite. And all Trump supporters. <laughs> so, uh, she also went to bunches of alien conventions in New Mexico, which, to be fair, there's probably a lot. There's probably That's one That's where again. the aliens are. Okay, so they meet at a David Icke talk. Uh, yeah, talk, I guess is the right word. Now, David Icke, do you know who that is? No. Okay, great. You shouldn't. <laughs> He's a former English footballer, a.k.a. he played soccer. Okay. Um, but now he's written over 200 books. No, 20. I'm sorry. like, 200? <laughs> That's just a time commitment. He's written over 200 books about how public figures are reptilian humanoids. How did we not talk about him during Alien or Ar- Conspiracy Month? He believes that an interdimensional race of reptile beings have hijacked the mm-hmm. Earth and are stopping humanity from its true potential. And yes, the royal family are all lizard people. I was going to talk about this when my sister was here, but here it comes up organically <laughs> two weeks too early. Also, all the presidents are um, lizard people. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's where they meet. <laughs> So Linda's hooked and a nut. Um, all right. So they where they do all this crazy stuff. She grows fangs out at one point when they're having sex. Allegedly, it's a whole thing. So they're you know they're perfect for each other. Honestly, perfect. yeah. I mean, um, what more can you want? Yeah. And they also got this other nut job called Bill Miller uh, in their little friend group. It's like the three of them are like the clique or whatever. Mm-hmm. They go to all these meetings together, and they just radiate the craziness, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they build um, up each other. Exactly. So he gets another one of his little followers, not Bill, but um, to go track down Girly, because at this point, he didn't know where she was. Like, she had moved mm-hmm. and didn't tell anybody except for um, that one lady that she calls every night, her BFF. Yeah, Ernie. Ernie. So he was, like, obsessed with finding her. Um, and so... He, the guy that he got to track her down, um, like follows her her home from work. And so he tells Dyson and Dyson's like, okay, great. Now, I mean, if you have a second, can you also blow up her car? (laughs) And the guy was like, yeah, sure. Immediately. Like, I'll do that right now. And then he just like moves to Kansas and doesn't do it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Let me, uh, let me go get my stuff. Out of here. (laughs) Okay. So that didn't work. So. Dyson, he told Linda 
that she was an alien queen. Oh, hey. He's not the half alien. She's the alien queen. But the problem is with being an alien queen was that she had to battle a rival evil reptilian queen in order to claim her royal title of queen of the earth and mankind savior. And who was the rival evil reptilian queen? Was her name Girly Chew? It was Girly Chew. It was our girl, Girly Chew. So, um, Linda, she closes her regular bank account, which I'm honestly shocked she has. Yeah. And open ones where Girly works. As, as a bank teller, and so she kind of becomes a regular mm-hmm. at um, at Gurley's banks, just basically so she can stalk her. Mm-hmm. In September, Dyson. Uh, so this is 1999. In September Jeez. 1999, Dyson, Linda, and Bill they mm-hmm. all put their houses on the market, and they're going to move into like together mm-hmm. into South Carolina or something because they were worried about Y2K. <laughs> yes. Before they left, though, Dyson went to a place called the World of Knives and bought a ninja sword. Well, what else do you buy at the World of Knives? I don't know. A steak knife? It's a, sure. a ninja sword. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, and later that day on September 9th, 1999, Girly Chew disappears. Uh oh. So the really unsatisfying thing about this is that we don't really know exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, as told by Dyson, so definitely not true, mm-hmm. Bill said that he had always wanted to hunt and kill a human. So Dyson was like, fine. Weird you- bucket list item, dude. Yeah. yeah, for sure. He's like, you can kill Girly, but let me clean it up. Like, I want to be the one who does the cleanup. Uh, basically, he had to say that because he was for sure there. <laughs> A neighbor saw him walking into her apartment with shorts on and every part of his exposed skin painted black. (laughs) And they also found his DNA in their apartment. um, And she had never let him in there. I remember Mm -hmm. she moved and she was like hiding from him actively. So, um, and he shouldn't have known where she lived until that night. I mean, he shouldn't have known that either. But yeah. Um, my point is, he wasn't there before. It's not like he lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the police think that Linda went to Gurley's apartment and got in somehow. Remember, she knew her because she was a regular at Gurley's bank branch. So mm-hmm. she, like, you know, she at least recognized her. Yeah. Like, there was no signs of breaking in. So mm-hmm. she Girly probably knocked. In. Yeah, she probably knocked on the door and she was like, uh, do uh, you want to come in? Like, she didn't know she had anything to do with... Um, on so anyways so they think that um either diazon was like off to the side so girly couldn't see when she opened the door Mm -hmm. or um linda let him in later but linda probably attacked girly um but girly got in a few one twos herself oh yeah you go girl they found specks of linda's blood in her apartment as well Mm -hmm. And they also found 200 cat hairs in Girlie's apartment. <laughs> Girlie didn't have any cats, but Linda had six. <laughs> She's just like, That's a lot of cats. Every step she takes, 50 hair. hairs come on. <laughs> she is a walking cat hair. Unless the cats did it. 
Oh, that could be. That could be a penny. Uh, <laughs> then they think that Bill came in, the other like hooligan guy, and mm-hmm. attacked Girly and ended up killing Girly because Linda was losing. Oh, well. Um, they then took Girly to a second location and dissected her with the ninja sword. Which just seems like comically large. Yeah, that seems like way too big <laughs> to be this. You need a scalpel, like, but you're like two feet far, like, too far back. <laughs> uh, uh, and they dispose of her body either in a desert town, no, in a a deserted, no, in the desert, oh. <laughs> or down an abandoned mine shaft, or okay, something like that somewhere. Um, Gurley's body was never found, but despite that, Linda and Diazin were charged with her murder. Mm-hmm. It was determined that for someone Gurley's size, the amount of blood that they found, um, she could not have survived. Mm. So, Bill was also arrested because they found, <laughs> this is weird too, they found dyed pink deer hair, which matched the dyed pink deer hair he used for fishing lures. I really wanted it to be like a toupee, but no, uh, yeah. or like a vest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a like a pink sh- deer vest. She's shedding cat hair everywhere, and he has the world's he's got a deer vest. vest. <laughs> That's fashion. Look it's it fashion. Up. You. <laughs> okay. Anyway, like they're super cops. Honestly, they like. Immediately took, they cut the entire rug out and just took it to the lab, like in her Smart. house, like, and they were able to find and count two hundred cat hairs. That's a these. lot of counting. <laughs> two hundred. <laughs> it's not that many counting. No. <laughs> no. With cat hair, so it, it flies away. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, did you count the same cat hair twice? I don't know. <laughs> Gotta start over. <laughs> uh, okay, but unfortunately. The dyed pink deer hair wasn't enough for a grand jury to indict him, so Bill was G2G. He was good to go. Mm. Um, I think it was Bill. He was Bill. So Dyson, of course, represented himself at trial. Because um, he's a lawyer. Because he's a lawyer. I thought he was a doctor. Um, he's a doctor lawyer. <laughs> he uh, uh, pled guilty to murder, though, because he got caught snitching in jail, mm. and he was like a minute away from being killed because... The last guy that got caught snatching, snitching, <laughs> snatching, snatching, <laughs> who got caught snitching, uh, got murdered. You like, know in what front they, of him. You know what they say about say about snitches. Snitches get brutally murdered in jail. <laughs> I was just gonna say ditches, but you know, ditches. We get stitches. Ditches. Oh, like a like grave. Put, like put in the ditch. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so he pled guilty if he could serve his time in, like, Wyoming or something like that. Okay. Somewhere else. Linda's trial, Dyson was their only, like, witness that oh, they could be like, God. Uh, look at our side. She didn't do it. But he's a freaking nut. He spoke, <laughs> sometimes he spoke in a thick German accent. Yeah. But not all the time. Jeez. <laughs> He said Bill did the whole thing, um, and then Dyson planted Linda's blood there to throw off the investigators. Of course. But he, like, he mixed it with acid or something in hopes that they wouldn't be able to figure out who it was. <laughs> so Linda was found guilty, and she was sentenced to 73 years. Um, and they're both in jail, and Gurley's still dead, unfortunately. The use ser- serum that he was giving people was... 
vitamin B12 shots. Um, which, I mean, probably makes you feel a little it bit probably better. Makes you feel better. So you're like, sure, it's working a little bit. Yeah. You know, plus, um, uh, what's it called when? Placebo effect. Placebo, yeah. Um, Dimitri, he's okay. Right before they went to South Carolina, he was like, I don't know if he was taken away or if Diazon like gave him to a different family, but he went to live somewhere else mm-hmm. before um, Gurley was killed. So mm-hmm. that's good at least. Mm-hmm. And then Linda said with regards on how to deal with the reptilian, she said, throw marbles. Throw marbles. Throw marbles. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. So <laughs> we're going to start investing in marbles. Throw marbles. Marbles coming soon to a non-existent <laughs> merch shop near you. Workshop. <laughs> merch shop. Oh. We don't have a workshop. We don't have a merch shop. We don't have either. <laughs> okay, that's the story of the real, actual murder of Girly Chew and the um, real person, but not 10,000-year-old alien working as the last line of defense against the reptilians. Yeah. Wow. Okay, now I do, I will admit. Do you believe me? I believe you. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say, because it was all lie. Just kidding. I just, just made kidding. up the craziest story I could think of. All right, so I'm talking about Nicholas Flamel. Yeah, you are. Ooh, he lives a long time, too. He does. The French scribe and manuscript seller. Okay. Uh, so... Nicholas lived in Paris in the 14th and 15th centuries. Okay. And his life is one of the best documented in the history of medieval alchemy. Uh, Have you ever read The Alchemist? I have. It's dumb. Yeah, it's I read it in high school, so I was kind of like, It's like supposed to be the best book of all time or whatever. And I read it and I was like, oh, I hate it. Boring. Go on. So Nicholas ran two shops as a scribe and married this woman named Purnell in 1368. Cool. Um, so she brought the wealth of two previous husbands into the marriage. Oh, nice. Good marriage, Nick. Girl, get in bank. <laughs> um, the French Catholic couple owned several properties and contributed financially to churches. Okay. Um, and sometimes they would commission sculptures from them because he was a... A sculptor? A sculptist. A sculptist. Sculptor? Sculpturer? Sculpturist. Artist. Artist who does sculptures. Sculpturist. Sure. Um, <laughs> no idea. Uh, later in life, um, they were noted for their wealth and philanthropy. Okay. Um, so one of actually one of his homes still exists in Paris mm. at 51 Rue de Mont- Montmorency. Mm. Um, and there's an inscription on the wall that says, We plowmen and women living at the porch of this house. Plowmen. We plowmen and women? That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas, you dog. Nicholas, you dog. Um, <laughs> Living at the porch of this house, built in 1407, are requested to say every day an Our Father and an Ave Maria, praying God and oh. His grace forgive poor and dead sinners. Oh. You um, can still be forgiven when you're dead. Apparently, you huh. can't. Right. Um, and as of a Wikipedia article, um, it's a private home on top and <sighs> a restaurant on the bottom today huh. called Aubergine Nicholas Flamel, <gasps> which I think Aubergine is eggplant. Oh, so okay. it's eggplant Nicholas Flamel. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they should have workshopped that a little bit they more. They should have thought through it, like, you know, translate it maybe to it a doesn't really language. even sound that good in French. Aubergine Nicholas Flamel. 
Pomplemousse? <laughs> I only know that one because it's a LaCroix. It is. Uh, and so this is actually a fun fact that I thought was really cute. A street in Paris in front of the Louvre is uh-huh. named Rue Nicolas Flamel. And it intersects with a street called Rue <gasps> Pernel. Oh, cute. So cute. Anyway, so he lived until he was about 70 um, and died in... And, and actually... No, he didn't. In, in 1410, <laughs> he designed his own tombstone. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> with carvings of Christ, St. Peter, and probably favorite saint of the podcast, St. Paul. Oh, St. Paul! Hottie with a body. Um, St. <laughs> Paul. Yeah, St. Paul. Chiseled. Chiseled. Literally. <laughs> um, and currently his tombstone is in a museum in Paris. Um, records- is he in it? Uh, no, oh. he's somewhere else. Uh, records indicate that he <laughs> died. Sad. Yeah, they took away. They're like, this he is cool. He took all that time, and they're like, nah, dibs. <laughs> like, this, this is cool. Let's put it in a museum. <laughs> Look at that St. Paul. <laughs> he's chiseled. St. <laughs> Peter, step aside. St. Peter, put a bag over your head. Who cares? <laughs> um, so, and he's buried in Paris at Church of St. Jacques de la Boucherie. Ooh. Yum. That Duolingo French is paying <laughs> off, baby. It sounds like uh, bread with um, tomatoes on top. I think so. <laughs> I think it might be. It's bruschetta. Bruschetta. Um, so why do we care? Great question. <laughs> because I was wrong. <laughs> um, because Claire was wrong. And after, he, after his death, he was widely acclaimed as... A notable alchemist. Okay. So what is alchemy? I don't know. Very glad you asked. (laughs) Um, It's an ancient branch of natural philosophy, a philosophical and proto-scientific tradition that was historically practiced in China, India, the Muslim world, and Europe. Hmm. So proto-scientific. That's all isn't it? It's not everywhere. (laughs) Uh, Proto-scientific basically just means the earliest versions of science. Okay. So when they really didn't know what they were doing, they yeah. were just like, science! So it's called guessing. Yeah, it's a bang! <laughs> Ooh, pretty. Um, so Western alchemical theory corresponds to the worldview of late antiquity in which it was born. Okay. Um, concepts were imported from Neoplatism, which is interpretations of Plato. New interpretations of Plato. Okay. Neoplatoism. Yeah, Neo, it's always scary when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> it means new, people. It means new. Um, and earlier Greek cosmology, so studies of the stars. Hmm. Um, as such, classical elements appear in alchemical writings, um, as do the seven classical planets. Did you sure. know there were seven classical planets? I don't know how many current ones there are. I don't know, but Pluto I know. Pluto involved? <laughs> no, Pluto's not involved. Um, so the classical planets are the moon, the sun, oh. Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. Essentially, all the planets you could see with a naked eye from Earth. Roy G. Bibb, is that? No, that's the rainbow. That's the, the rainbow. Mar- Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. Isn't there like a saying that? Probably. <laughs> I don't remember. Because Mars twice. No, I didn't. I said Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> um, I do not know the planets. I will say that. And it I also. Think it may be sitting here. She knows. Maggie, come on the show. <laughs> um, and the corresponding seven medals of antiquity. Oh boy. Which are gold, sure. Silver, yeah. Mercury, mm-hmm. copper, tin, <gasps> lead, iron. Nice. All the um, classics. 
Basically, the essence of his reputation, so back to Nicholas Flamel, yeah. um, claims that he succeeded at the two goals, the two, like, big goals of alchemy. Like, two number one things all alchemists are, like, going Space for. Space and metal. Sure. Um, <laughs> no, it seems like. That his wife achieved immortality through oh. the elixir of life. Okay. And he made... Harry the Potter. Philosopher's Stone. <gasps> Harry Potter! I Harry knew Potter! It. I knew it, I knew it. So, the Philosopher's Stone is a real thing. Kind of. No, it's um, not. It's also known as the Elixir of Life. Oh, so it's one so in it's, the same. It's one in the same. Like, Ooh, someone... It's a twofer. It's a twofer. So, the most common mentioned properties are the abili- ability to transmute base metals into gold or silver. Oh, that's so, a good basically one. change something sure. into gold. Yeah. Um, and the ability to heal all forms of illness and prolong the life of <gasps> any person who consumes a small part of the Philosopher's Stone uh, diluted specifically in wine. Sure. Because, got to. Got to. Water? Get out of here! Ooh, so it's like, you can live forever, but once the stone runs out, mm-hmm. you're gonna. Exactly. So you can't live forever. But if you can create it, you can keep creating the Philosopher's oh, so you Stone. Can make the you stone. make the Philosopher's uh, Stone. Gotcha. Um, so other mentioned properties include creation of perpetually burning lamps. So light bulbs. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking um, about the, the miracle of Hanukkah. Mazel. Transmutation of common crystals into precious stones and diamonds. Sure. Get over here, Tourmaline. We're going to make you a diamond, baby. <laughs> we're going to um, jazz you up. Reviving of dead plants. I mean, is that necessary? Not really. Um, creation... Maybe during the Dust Bowl, that would have been a good one. Ooh, that would have been good. Mm-hmm. Um, creation of flexible or malleable glass. Ooh, bendable glass. Clear plastic. And the creation of a clone or a homonucleus. Sure. Which a homonucleus is a small, fully formed human. It does a lot of your chores for you. Yes. No. No. <laughs> Why would you need a clone if I not don't... to do your chores? Or to go places that you don't want to go? Sure. Send the clone. Yeah. Yeah. I was totally at your wedding. No, I was just tiny. So there. I was just tiny. I was there. I just was really skinny. You didn't see me. Um, So the Philosopher's Stone was the central symbol of the mystical terminology of alchemy, Mm -hmm. symbolizing perfection at its finest, enlightenment, and heavenly bliss. Sure. Um, So efforts to discover the Philosopher's Stone... Mm -hmm were known as the magnum opus or the great work. Okay. So there's a four stages of the magnum opus, which can actually be traced back to the first century, and it's still kind of used Hmm. in science today. Hmm. I know. Stay with me. So there's negretto, which is the blackening or decomposition. Okay. Abeto, the whitening or purification. Sure. Citrintas, the yellowing or dawning of solar light. Huh. Uh, Rubido, the reddening, the redding or purpling, which essentially is like success. You did it. You did it. Um. So that's kind of, and it's kind of in science today because, like, there's like you know decomposition sure. and all those yeah, sort of yeah. things, and like the names have kind of carried on. Uh-huh. Um. So they thought Flamel like. Was able to do it, created the Philosopher's Stone. Like, oh, I see. Nobody else has done this besides him. He's yeah. the greatest in alchemy. Um, 
turns out uh, he may have dabbled in uh-huh. alchemy, okay. um, but it cannot be proven that he actually did create the Philosopher's Stone. Well, I feel like you'd want to keep it a secret or else Voldemort will try and kill you. I mean, he who shall not be named. Oh, sorry. Voldemort. Voldemort. Um, so the validity of a story was first questioned in 1761 um, by someone who claimed the source of the Flamel legend um, was a publisher of exposition of hieroglyphical figures. Mm-hmm. Um, he just said, you know, yeah, this Flamel did it, even though it was like yeah. written after he died. And he goes, like, well, he 70. But I mean, back then, 70 was basically 400 or basically. whatever. Basically. Uh, and then other writers have defended the legendary account of Flamel's life, um, which has been embellished by stories of sightings in the 17th and 18th centuries. Ooh. So they were saying they saw him, huh. Nicholas Flamel, around. Uh-huh. The only way they could see him is if he created the Philosopher's Stone, and, he was and now he's immortal. Um, and he gained popularity in the 2000s because oh. of a little book called Harry Potter. <laughs> That's <laughs> so. where I know I'm from. Uh, that is Nicholas Flamel. Ooh, very short, very sweet. Couldn't find out much about him, but well, there, it's because he's not real. real. He, he is real. <laughs> just kidding, he just, just kidding. Just he kidding. just was a dude. He wasn't. Like, he wasn't an alchemist. He wasn't actually four hundred. He was just a dude. Yeah, they usually are. They usually are. Just, they were just dudes. Okay. So on this day, April fifth. Goodness gracious, we have. We did it. In 456, yeah, St. Patrick returns to Ireland. I'm back. Anybody want some potatoes? <laughs> Anybody want some snakes? Anybody want some snakes? They're potatoes? <laughs> no? <laughs> in 1614, Pocahontas <gasps> marries English colonist John R- Rolfe. John Rolfe, yes. <laughs> Do love a John Rolfe. <laughs> He's in the movie Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World. Oh. Not in the first one? Not in the first one, no. John Smith is in the first one. John, John Rolfe is in the second one. What's the one where he's like, keep both eyes open and he shoots? Is that not John Rolfe? That's I think? John Smith. No. It doesn't matter. John Rolfe is in Pocahontas 2, Journey okay, to a New World. Okay, great. It's a great movie. So is it? <laughs> it is. 1621. Watched it a lot. <laughs> our boyfriend, George Washington, exercises his authority to veto a bill. Wait, 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 wait. What year do you have? 1821? <laughs> okay, I have 1792 for the exact same thing. <laughs> it's definitely not 1621 because he was not alive. Yeah, I have 1792 that he cast the first presidential veto. Is what I meant. Okay. 1792. Probably something happened in 1621, but it wasn't George Washington. 1862, <laughs> the Battle of Yorktown begins. You know from Hamilton. Yorktown. <laughs> 1887, Anne Sullivan teaches the word water to Helen Keller. Water. Water. 1922, the American Birth Control League, which was the forerunner of Planned Parenthood, is incorporated. Welcome. Mazel. Welcome. Thank you for all you do. Yes. 1923, Firestone Tire and Rubber Company starts producing inflatable tires. 1933, the first operation to remove a lung was performed. I don't think I want that surgery in 1933. I don't think he survived. I don't think he did for long. No. <laughs> That's for sure. 1955, Winston Churchill resigns as prime minister. 1964, the first 
driverless train uh, goes. <laughs> it says funds, but that's certainly not what goes I meant. Goes choo-choo. On the London Underground. Runs on the London Runs. Underground. Runs. There we go. That's the one. Good job. You're so smart. Here. Yeah. 1986, the record for throw and return boomerang toss is Ooh. set at 121 meters. Is it still the record? No. Okay. <laughs> it's like 600 now. But, okay. Uh, and then I had to dream about boomerangs after I wrote that. <laughs> and then I reread it today. I was like, that's why I had to dream about boomerangs. <laughs> okay. Because I would love to know how to throw one. Uh, 1997, Steve Irwin's The Crocodile Hunter debuts. Love a crocodile hunter. Love a Steve Irwin. Uh, And in 2016, San Francisco becomes the first U.S. city to mandate paid parental leave. And let's bring that everywhere. Bring it everywhere. It shouldn't just be for state or city. Or San Francisco. U.S. city. Yep. 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 That's what I got. All right. Uh, I got... 1722, Ooh. Dutch navigator Jacob uh, Rossven sure. um, is the first European to discover Easter Island. Oh my gosh, right before Easter. Right. Or was it Easter? Is that why it's named that? I don't know. <laughs> it it could be. be. It could be. It might be. Interesting. TBD. Um, 1751, <laughs> Adolf Friedrich Uh-oh. of Holstein Gottorp crowns. <laughs> himself oh good king of sweden oh <laughs> i'm king i'm king i'm king now <laughs> everybody look at the king everyone look Pay at my hat look at my fancy hat look at my fancy hat <laughs> uh so we talked about 1792 the sure, first presidential sure, sure, video sure. which i actually looked up what it was Ooh, what so was that's it? why i'm Okay. Bringing it back up again. Sure, yeah. um, the bill introduced a new plan for dividing seats in the House of Representatives that would have increased the amount of seats for northern states. That would have been fine. George Bush like was like, or, George, George Bush. George Bush probably would have done the George opposite. Bush, George Bush back was like, no. <laughs> George Bush was in 1621. He's, That's he's, he's a time traveler, is what we're saying. <laughs> Uh, 1803, just because we talked about him last week, oh. Ludwig van Beethoven. Oh, yeah. Second. Da, 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 which we were right which when we, we were right. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is actually the, the da, 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 da. Oh. Um, his second symphony in D. Oh, I love that one. It was the first performance of it. <laughs> I love a D. Love a D. No, no. <laughs> I love the chord D. I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> I just apologize. I didn't mean it. <laughs> you love a symphony. I love a symphony. Specifically, indeed. Yes. Um, that didn't even sound better. Uh, 1806, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Isaac Quintard. Qu- Quintard? Patents apple cider. <coughs> Yum, I love apple we cider. Love apple cider. So he just smushed some apples and drank it. He's like, look, I made cider. <laughs> I made it. I made it. I'm, I'm the first one. <laughs> I'm going to make money off um, this. What was his name? Quintard. <laughs> Quintard. <laughs> Great. Um, 1943. Chinese steward Poon Lim is found off the coast of Brazil by a Brazilian fisherman family after being adrift for 133 days. What year was that? 1943. So why, though? It's like probably too soon for him to be shot down in World War II, right? The British ship, the SS... 
Benlomod was torpedoed by a German Uh, uh U-boat. So he survived and was adrift for 133 days. Yikes! Uh, 1965, Lava Lamp Day is celebrated. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Lava Lava Lamp. Lava Lava Lamp. Have you ever, did you ever have one? Of course you did. No. (gasps) Oh, I did. I wanted one. It was amazing. I didn't. I didn't. I'll get you one. Oh, thank you. Um, 2020, British monarch Queen Elizabeth II makes an address to the nation uh, for only the fifth time in her 66-year reign. Oh, for COVID? Uh, For COVID. Saying we will meet again. Stay home for now. Stay home. Uh, The other times she made a address to the nation Mm -hmm. that wasn't pre-planned was her Diamond Jubilee in 2012. That wasn't pre-planned? I feel like, you know, that's coming. Well, it's like, it's, it's kind of pre-planned, but it's not like she gives like Christmas remarks every year. And that's kind of like the mm, traditional. Okay. These are like out of tradition okay. remarks. Sure. So her Diamond Jubilee in 2012. Uh, the death of the Queen Mother in 2002. Mm. The death of Princess Diana in 1997. Okay. And the first Gulf War in 1991. Wow. So. It's a big deal. Big deal. Uh, 2021, Italy scraps its 1914 film censorship law that could ban films on moral and religious grounds. Hmm. So if it's not religious? If, if it's, it's too religious. If it's not religious. Okay. And you'd be like, mm, this doesn't yeah, follow. Yeah, like they're very Catholic there. Doesn't follow the Catholic way. Right. Banned. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, they have the bad together. Of course it's And bad. then uh, 2063, Earth's first... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to really try to squeak this one by. Can't get it past you. Um, it's Earth's first contact with the extraterrestrial Vulcan mm-hmm. species. In the Star Trek universe. Okay. What is it now? 2022? I feel like... It's in a few years. <laughs> but I feel like we might be alive then. We might. To see the aliens? We'll, we'll see fun. how that goes. All right. May they R.I.P. May they R.I.P. Okay. I don't know, man. Okay. So, 1531, Richard Roos. Roos? He's boiled to death for trying to poison an archbishop. I just feel like being boiled to death would just be really We're going to put you... We're going to make you a stew. We're going to... We're going to, you know, test out that frog theory that if you just leave them in, they don't You know, know lobsters. <laughs> you know how they scream when you, you cook them? You scream? You want to know if that happens to We're people. we see if you will, too. Okay. <laughs> 1976, Howard Hughes, hmm. filmmaker, aviator, and billionaire. And recluse. And recluse for the last 20 years. 1992, Sam Walton. CEO of Walmart. Wally World. 1994, Kurt Cobain. E-R-I-P. It's a big one. Dave Grohl, by the way. Like oh, the know. end of March, early April. Not yeah. a good time for Dave Grohl. Why specifically? Uh, well, we got, got Kurt in 94. Oh, oh, oh. And oh, then oh, uh, March 25th, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer of the Foo Fighters, unfortunately passed away hmm. in Columbia. Like hmm. recently. Yeah, yeah. So, I did know that. Poor Dave. <sighs> poor guy. All right. Uh, and then in 2008, Charlton Heston. Who was actor in The Ten Commandments, Ben Hur, and the OG Planet of the Apes? OG like he was a Apes. Big boy in his day. He was. Um, I have 1923, George Herbert, the fifth Earl of Car- Carnarvon. Oh, yeah. Love that uh, Earl. He was, an, <laughs> he was an English financier and an Egyptologist who funded the search <gasps> and excavation of Tutankhamun's tomb. 
You know King Tut? Tut? I do. He's a funky Tut. Is it not Tut and Commons? Toot and Common. Toot. <laughs> he should be King Toot. King Toot. <laughs> no, that's Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, so, but he oh, yeah. died after a severe mosquito bite became <gasps> infected by a razor cut. Oh, well, that's a serious mistake. <laughs> There's a lot of mistakes here. Wait, King Tut? Oh, no, no. No, not King Tut. The guy who found the him. The guy who found him. Okay. George Herbert. Uh, Big Herb. Big Herb. And 2002, Lane Stanley, the uh, rock singer and guitarist for Alice in Chains. Oh, okay. Died at 34. Oh, that's a young. Yeah, that's a young. That's a young. Well, yes. Cobain was 27. He was a member of the 27 Club, which maybe I'll talk about in an episode. Was that when they all died? Yeah. It's called the 27 Club. Not a club you want to be part of. No, I've got a few years still, so I'm also a giant rock star. Well, I haven't told you. <laughs> Well, you're older than 27. So oh, 27. 27. Was the 27 37. Club. Oh, made it. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. HBD to, in 1856, Booker T. Washington. Booker T. Booker T., American educator, education pioneer, advisor to several presidents, and the first <laughs> African-American on the U.S. stamp. By he the got, end, I like forget how to read. He got a stamp. Stamp, stamp. 1900, Spencer Tracy a.k.a. Captain T.G. Culpepper in one of the greatest films of all time. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Never seen it. Oh, my God. Stop everything. It's so, it's so good. Okay. Uh, 1908, Betty Davis. <gasps> She's got Betty Davis eyes. <laughs> 1973, Pharrell Williams. He's actually a lot older than I thought Because he he's happy. Ugh, we get it. And then <laughs> in, it. in 1989, Lily James. From Downton Abbey, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, and the live-action Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Well, I have 1588. Yes, you do. Thomas Hobbes, an English philosopher. Mm-hmm. Um, 1916, Gregory Peck. Sure. The actor in To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay. Atticus Finch. Sure. Heard of him? <laughs> I have. Um... <laughs> 1937, Colin Powell. Okay, The yeah. first black yeah. secretary of state. Yeah. Uh, 1950, Ag- Ag- Agnetha Faltzkog. Sure. She's an ABBA. You know She's a dancing queen. Oh, Young nice. and sweet, only 17. Uh, 1966, Mike McCready, the guitarist from Pearl Jam. Oh, Pearl Jam noise. Uh, 1968. Did they make it past 27? I feel like. Oh, they all, yes, they're all still, they're yeah, all still with us. Um, 1968, Paula Cole, American pop singer who sings the theme song to Dawson's Creek. Mm, I don't want to wait. Oh, nice. For a love to be over. That one. Yep. Um, that I was like that her one. only song. I mean, really. it paid off. I'm I mean, sure she's crying in her dollar bills that she only sang that one. And then uh, 1975, straight up out the Three Six Mafia, Juicy J. Juicy J. And he, they, no, Three Six Mafia. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Did Three Six Mafia win a Oscar? <laughs> there know. is a hip, a rap group. Run DMC? No. Who won an Oscar <laughs> the for thing. the song, It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp. I don't know. I think it's 3-6 Mafia. Well, let's find out. I'm very wrong. You can't leave the people. You know who's yelling at me right now? Uh, Adam. 
Adam. Adam is yelling. What'd you say? I said three six mafia. No, but what's the song? It's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> Did you know it's hard out here for a pimp? It's from the movie Hustle DJ? and Flow. Hustle and Flow. It's hard out here for a pimp. Um, song by DJ. By DJ? No, it's not by DJ. It says D hyphen J A Y. No, that's not correct. Maybe it's the wrong song. I don't know. Oh, it's an ad. Nobody cares about ads. Uh, Ewan McGregor, I do love you, but I'm not right now. Hustle and Flow. It's from Hustle and Flow, the oh. movie. Uh, hold on. Is this the right song? Terrence Howard. Yes, it's by 3-6 Mafia. Oh, yeah, this isn't the OG. No. Good job, you did. <laughs> yeah, it is. They won an Oscar for that. So it's hard out here for a pip. Um, that's all I got. Okay, same. Cool. Love you, me. Love you, me. Bye. Bye.